0: What's going on, golf addicts? Welcome to what are you doing? Welcome to the 2023 PGA Championship DraftKings DFS preview. We're talking DraftKings O'Kill PGA Championship. We're gonna get right into this bad boy. I'm DB. I got Pat Perry. If you're new, welcome. Thanks for coming. Listen, welcome. You welcome may not get our- the nerdiest content here. Okay. But we're going to have a good time. That's what we're going to do. We're going to have a good time. I've got a nice, beautiful, hazy IPA. I'm really on the hazy kick right now.
1: Um, Cheers. Cheers. I got a beer myself. Um, This is a uh, beer from Georgia. I've never had it before. Georgia Beer Company. Oh, look at that. Uh, Clever field name. Party, field Party Blonde Ale. Clever name. Okay. Kind of, a, kind of a summer, spring type beer. I love Blondes.
0: It's good. Uh, let's get right into this, Pat. It is PGA Championship uh, week at Oak Hill, and we're not going to talk about the golf course a whole lot. We'll talk about it in our player breakdowns, and you know, if we want to talk about what you know, why they'll suit Oak Hill, sure. But we're not going to get into a big course breakdown because it's precious time, you know? And there's so many course breakdowns out there that you can look up. You can even watch the first few minutes of our betting show on YouTube or listen to it if you're wherever you listen to podcasts. We talk about it a little bit there. Only what you need to know and not what you don't. Okay? Forget all that other stuff. Who cares how many trees they took out? They took out trees. Okay? Who cares who did the renovations between Donald Ross and Andrew Green? I don't know. Mm -hmm. Who cares? I don't know. Just tell me how it's going to play right now so I can make my bets and, and my DFS guys. Okay. Um... But maybe we should show this. Well, I don't, I don't want to show the goods for one preview and not for the other preview. So I will say we got this text from a caddy just last night who had walked the golf course, uh, been out at Oak Hill yesterday. Uh, he says, reminds me, U.S. Open at Wingfoot, which, by the way, Justin Thomas said the exact same thing today in his press conference. The rough is crazy long. Isn't crazy long, but it's healthy and thick. I think long guys are going to have an advantage. They always do, especially when the rough is like this. And he caddies for a shorter player. He says, like, if we miss the fairway, we can't get it on most of the greens. Even on the par fives, if you miss the fairway, you'll do well to get it on the green in regulation. The greenside bunkers are all low and deep. They're probably the best miss in most cases, though. If you find yourself on the short side in the rough, it could also be okay as long as you're short of the hole. These guys are good at those little flop shots. There are quite a few fairway runoffs on some holes, though, where the ball can get rejected way away from the green, so you got to be careful with those. If you told me... We could hit it to 40 feet on every hole, never closer, but never missing the green. I'd take it. If we hit 54 greens, it'd be unreal. So there you go. That's some feedback on the golf course from a caddy that walked the course yesterday. Uh, there's a bunch of stuff being dumped in the Nut Hut today. In fact, uh, in the research tab in the Nut Hut, I dropped some goodies today, including an exclusive. The, the, I don't know of any other place on the internet, any other tool site, any other data site that can give you what I dropped in the nut hut today, which is strokes gained, strokes gained, not proximity. Strokes gained on approach from the rough 150 yards and beyond since 2021 is, uh, has been dropped in the research thread because I think we're going to see a bunch of guys hitting out of the rough this week. So I mean,
1: I don't know, DB. What you started the show saying we weren't going to get all nerdy, and here you are getting all nerdy. So, we actually I'm, do have some I'm nerdy stuff up in the Nut Hut, right? Yeah, I'm just
0: letting people know there's some nerdy stuff in the Nut Hut. Also, yeah, I do have to like I didn't have Jason Day, you didn't have Jason Day last week.
1: Yeah, do we need to go over
0: this? Well, again? no, I'm it's a, it's a segue because I now I'm going to pat myself on the back for the freaking props week that I had last week, which was uh, I don't know why I just hit that accidentally. Well, why is that on there? Just the tip. Yeah, um, mm. the uh, dude, I had a six X card, a five X card, and three two X cards shared in the in the nut hut last week that all hit. I think I had two losing cards all week. It was a killer week, so we crushed that. Uh, we'll talk more on that in just a minute because I have some thoughts on round one. All right, nine cane above, Pat. Uh, what you know, we got we got to talk about some studs. What do we do? Because we can't play them all. Yeah. Got to make some decisions. So in every range, we're going to talk about some guys we like, some guys we don't like, some guys we think could be chalky. Chalky meaning quite popular. Um, you know, we got to have some leverage in our lineups. We can definitely play some chalk, and we're going to talk about that. But there's also some chalk you might want to avoid. Okay. At the top, John Rom, Scotty Scheffler. Speaking of chalk, those guys are going to be chalk. Right. It's really hard to play both of them in a lineup with the pricing at 11K on both of them, over 11K on both. But you know, you could have both in your player pool. You could just land on one. What are you going to do with these two? Are you going to have one of them, both of them, none of them? What's up?
1: No, I think I'm going to have one of them, and, and here's the direction I'm going to go. I talked about this a little bit last night, DB, and I know you just you didn't like this, but I think I'm going to lean Scotty Scheffler over John Rahm in my DFS lineups, and I'm just going just to brush Rahm to the side, and I'm going to go with Scotty. I'm feeling Scotty this week, man. I really demise. am. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, I, we talked about it on the betting show. Whatever, dude.
0: Like, you can't go wrong with either one of them. You really can't. So, just pick the one you like. Take your, take your preference. Uh, whatever. Um, I prefer John Rom, but I, I'm very interested in both of them. I think both of them are going to be probably equally popular. So, I don't know that there's really going to be much of an advantage taking one over the other. If there was, I would definitely take the lower owned player because they're just that close in terms of how good they're playing right now and what level they're on that gets us to and i'm not gonna i'm not gonna do the whole you know the whole ai thing that we had uh on the betting show that was hilarious if you didn't watch the betting show we had a we we had a lot of um visitations from our ai bot in the discord but i do want to bring up this guy because it's just so funny to look at this is uh ai rory um pensive Butthurt Beta Rory laying on a therapist couch in his Nike polo that our our Discord AI bot generated
1: for us last night. Um so what are you gonna un, do with Untucked Rory? polo, untucked polo, he's he's untucked very unkempt. unkept. Unkempt. Is it unkempt or unkept, yeah, by think, the way? I think
0: it's
2: unkempt. Unkempt. Like Sean Kemp <laughs> with yeah. plus the T. But if you said like unkept like prob- if you say it
1: fast enough nobody Nobody, nobody would even know.
0: Did you did you anticipate a Sean Kemp reference in your DFS breakdown? I did not. Do you know who Sean Kemp is?
1: Yeah, he played for the Seattle. Okay, Super
0: okay. Sun. I didn't think you were yeah. gonna pull that one. I really didn't think yeah, you were gonna pull that. One. He did. He had a lot of kids too. Oh, dude! Did he have a lot of kids? He's catching yeah. up to fucking Jason Day. By the way, yeah. Jason Day's you know just doing it, doing his. I mean, thing. they're
1: still having babies. This this far out, I, know, I, like, I feel like still Jason still Day's all babies.
0: close to the senior tour. He's still pumping them out.
1: Just like hey. I mean, when do you stop? I, I don't know. People like there are people that like babies. They just some like, people I have like babies. babies. I hear that. Yeah, I have heard that. Um. Anyway, I, I do. You, I'm not playing Rory. And here's I'm taking a stand. Finally. What? What? Yeah, I'm taking a stand. <laughs> You're
0: not playing Rory.
1: I don't even if 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 here's what I'm. He's gonna, gonna, gonna do. be low
0: owned. Jack is right. Jack is gonna be. Jack is right. He's gonna be low owned. All right, here's what
1: I'm going to do. You know you're not passing up on low on Rory. No, no, no. Here's what I'm going to do cuz I am a, an honest person. I if if for some reason I put Rory in a lineup, I will screenshot it and okay. and I'll do whatever anybody wants me to do. I'll, I'll let everybody do whatever do anybody wants it. You to I do. I broke down and I did it, but I'm going to tell you right now I'm being strong. I am not playing Rory in a single lineup.
0: There I is zero it. chance that happens. You are going to have Rory in the lineup, I can guarantee you. There's just no way it doesn't happen. That's like the, it's like, I bet I can get you betting by the end of the day, dumb and dumber line, and you're like, you're on. They're yeah. like, there's zero chance you don't have Rory. Plus, I like, mean, what are you going to do when Rory is literally,
2: like, 15%? I don't think he's going to be 15%, though. Do you? I think it's possible.
1: I don't think he cracks 20 Maybe we should put parameters on this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean
0: Yeah. If, I knew. I knew. If I'm knew.
1: looking at like a, 10% Rory, a ten percent th- Rory. You're not gonna get a ten
0: you're not gonna get a ten percent Rory. At Rochester, his home club, his COVID club, his wife's place, all that, you're not gonna get ten percent Rory at that at that spot. Um Okay, well, where do we think I mean, other than Rom and Shuffler, where do you anticipate the chalk is gonna be? I do have to say. I do have to say, I you know one of my New Year's resolutions was to admit that I was wrong more often on the show. I was wrong about Hideki ownership last week. You, yeah, you were told. right about Hideki ownership last week.
1: I told you. So, yeah, but you know, I appreciate that. All right, here's a few guys that I think are going to be chalky. Other than what we just talked about. Okay, I think Tony Finau is going to yep. be chalky. Hundred percent. Okay, I think he's going to be chalky. All right. I also think. I, I think Kepka's going to be chalky. I think the world does not want to, I'm, I must say the world, the golfing world, let say golfing. Yeah. You the, golf, the golf world, the golf betting world does not want to almost miss out like they did at the Masters. They, you know, we spent all this time with live and whatever else. And they, you know, whether or not they can play in majors and what's going to happen. And are they going to be in good form? And are they going to care? All these things, and what happened? Brooks Koepka is right there, almost about to run away with the golf tournament, it seemed like, for the first couple of days. And I feel like there's going to be a lot of people that are going to be scared to you know, not have any Brooks because of what he did. And so I feel like you're going to see some, you're, you're to see some chalk there.
0: I totally understand that logic. I'm starting, to, as I looked at it more and more today, and I started actually making some lineups and just seeing kind of how things felt, I wonder, though, if people suffer from that short-term memory, you know, and and a little bit of recency bias, Yeah, a little bit of recency bias of, oh, but Xander and Cantlay are right there. You know, the the two best friends, right? The two buddies. I mean, has Xander and Cantlay taken over Jordan and Justin for everyone on the PGA Tour? Like, they're just the two, they're just two butt buddies. I I don't, I I think people are going to go, Rom Scheffler, going to be pumped to get one of Xander Cantley in there I think that's definitely going to leave Morikawa kind of squeezed out and possibly or, or very likely very low owned and I think it could affect Brooks too I, I don't I don't know where fully I'm netting out on that yet but I'm sure by Wednesday night in the Nut Hut uh, live chat with you and I um, we will have figured it out by then or, or you know we, we will have known what kind of chatters going on about Brooks. Cause
2: I, I I could see either one of those scenarios happening. Happening. Did I say happening? I think I said happening. I don't know, but let's just get it together.
1: Okay? <laughs> um. So I I'm think- laughing. I'm laughing though, and I know we don't always like to bring in personal stuff, but um, there's my wife is sending me baseball updates, DB. Okay, and I, I know you don't like baseball. But they're the funniest thing ever, because also he has a he has a guy on his team whose name is Titus. Titus. Yeah. And she just sent a text that that said Tits did a pickle. (laughs) It was amazing. (laughs) Totally threw off the other team. Oh, sick. okay Way to go, Tits. All right. So. Hey. I think she meant Titus.
0: One on the board for tits right there. That's fantastic. But anyway, that uh, that gave me a chuckle. And I
1: have it on Do Not Disturb, just so you know. I'm not trying to get distracted, but that threw me off when I saw tits come up on the screen.
2: Little Titus did a pickle.
1: Yeah. Huh. Okay. Um, Okay.
2: So, I agree with you 100% on Finau. I think the
0: other chalk in here is the two that I just mentioned, Xander and Cantlay. So,
2: That leaves some leverage on a handful of folks. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, I I mentioned Morikawa. I want to talk
0: about him in a second. Possibly Brooks, but maybe not. Jordan, who we talked about on the betting show, who might have a severe wrist injury. I
2: did notice he's not on the press conference list, which. I found interesting. So we're gonna have to do some uh, we're gonna have to do some kind
0: of some kind of reconnaissance on Jordan um, yeah. for what's going on. So Jordan is gonna be definitely one of the lower owned. Everybody's just gonna be afraid. JT I think could could approach some chalk. I think both the cams are gonna be low owned. I think people are on to Cam have, have soured a bit on Cam Young. Um, I know I, I'm not, I've not soured on him. Like I still love the guy. I think his upside is tremendous, but. He is not in the same form as he was coming into majors last year when he was doing very, very well. He's not hitting his irons the same way. It's, not, it's just not quite the same. He does check the distance box and the hit it far and high box, which is all going to be good. But I just don't see it quite clicking yet for Cam Young. But is he tempting at sub-10% if he gets there? 100% he is. I'm starting to think Victor Hovland may be low owned because I just don't know how many people – are going to be able to work in Rahm, Scheffler, Xander, or Cantlay, Finau, or Thomas, and then also get down to Hovland. And obviously Hovland's glaring weakness is around the green, and, and that might scare some people off this week. So I think there's some possible leverage opportunities there. I think I'm never this guy, Pat, but today as I was looking through some things, are you paying attention?
1: Oh, you look absolutely. like
0: you're, you look like you're not paying. Don't say absolutely because you you normally just don't
2: pay attention.
1: No, I mean I am 100 percent paying attention. I
2: you. I'm usually never about a t- an expensive Colin Morikawa, but I'm a little tempted. I've I've been a little tempted today. He's been he's been calling out to me a little bit today.
1: I'm, you know I don't I, you know I don't mind Morikawa ever. But just what is he exactly doing, like, other than the beginning of the year? Like, what is he really showing us to give you that confidence to play him and really kind of, I feel like, mess up your lineups a little bit as far as, like, the price is concerned and trying to fit, like, all the guys that I want to get in here. Cowell, to me, like, he, he could really screw it up. He's in a bad spot right there at ten three. I don't even. I think it's a bad price. I don't even think it should I, be there. I actually agree.
0: I Actually agree. I, I think it's an. I think he's overpriced. But as we know, sometimes you get leverage by overpaying for a guy. It's not always the smartest. Or it's not always like the most optimal thing to do. And I'm not saying I want to have him at, you know, forty percent of my lineups. But if he comes in super low. To me, he's just tempting. Do you remember last year or two, whatever it was, two years ago at the damn Open, when no one had Colin Morikawa, and he was talking about how his freaking irons weren't right in the turf or whatever, and then he freaking won. Like he he just has the iron ability to, if he if he has one of those peak Morikawa weeks, it's just super tempting. Low on. I mean, the thirteenth at the Players and the tenth at the Masters is is kind of. Like that's appealing to me. That that's what I'm looking at to go. Okay, yeah, sure. Wells Fargo wasn't great. Heritage wasn't great. API wasn't great. Waste management wasn't great. Other than that, he's been. I mean, and I know I'm saying you know half of his half his events, but he should have won the century. I mean, you had him on the card. You saw it happen. He freaking it was unbelievable. Chipping third at you know Bomber Paradise, Tory Pines. Um, I don't know. I just. Something is calling out to me. Maybe I'll get talked off the ledge by, on Morikawa by the time the... Well, I
1: think here's a... Th- let's look at it this way. Do, wouldn't you say that Colin and Victor Hovland have a lot of similarities yes. as far as their games are concerned? And I could right? get Victor Hovland for a lot cheaper. I get it. Yes. Yeah. So... I know. That's the direction I would want to go. If, I, if I'm going to have to take a bad scrambler, to me, I want to go Victor.
0: Well, maybe if they're, if they're both kind of in that same ownership... Range, I I could totally get down with doing that. I I don't I don't know. I was just looking at the name up there. I just feel like he's lost. And I mean, just you know, having the lineups go live on Thursday morning and having Morikawa at let's just call it twenty percent, and he's
2: only owned at like ten or eleven, would just feel like that would be exciting to me. You know, it's yeah. about leverage. Um, I I want to talk. It is I. Who are some? Who are you? Who are the guys? Before I before I ask you this, I, I want you to think about it. But the, the guy,
0: another guy up here that you're willing to you're willing to pass on, you're willing to pass on regardless of ownership. Before I get to that, our friends at DraftKings have the Rainmakers contest up and running. They've been doing it all year. The PGA Rainmaker stuff has been fantastic. You got to get in there. Start your PGA Tour collection. Play for free for seven hundred or three hundred fifty thousand dollars in prizes. Unbelievable. Claim your free starter pack, get in on the action with DraftKings Rainmakers and compete for prizes for the rest of the season. You can spend $5 and get a free booster pack if you start your Rainmakers
2: career, okay, with our link in the description of this uh, video and podcast. So DK Rainmakers, a lot of
0: fun. Pat's been dipping his toes in it. We're going to do some DK Rainmakers here, uh, some content, kind of some intro content very shortly so you're going to want to get involved on that so be on the lookout for uh for that podcast and youtube show to drop soon but dk we appreciate them uh supporting the podcast you know they we've been talking about dk on here for eight we've been doing this damn show eight years and so for DraftKings to say hey boys we want to give you some some rainmakers attention and tell your audience to get involved because it's a good time you've enjoyed it right pat
1: yeah absolutely it's 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 just a different way to do it and put your lineups together and you know, kind of brings back the old days of, you know, getting some baseball cards. Yeah. You know, you go to the store, you get those Love baseball cards, packs. and all of a sudden you get a Mark McGuire in there. Oh and god, like What the Dude, hell? I got a Mark McGuire and all of a sudden I may have a chance. I may have a chance. One of the
0: most under underappreciated parts of the Nut Hut is as at the end of the of the live chats when we just when all the golf talk has been done and everybody's burned out because it's late Wednesday night, nobody wants to talk about players and ownership and betting anymore. And we just start naming random nineties baseball players Mm -hmm. and everybody just tries to come up with the most obscure nineties. It's so much fun. I love doing it. It sounds ridiculous, but it's a blast. Um, If you're in the chat, start naming random nineties baseball players. I actually thought about that when we talked about Sean Kemp earlier, if we had to name random nineties basketball players, I would be in, I wouldn't, I would not last very long. I have, a, I have a handful, but baseball was my jam in the 90s.
1: Do you know that there was, a, um, there was actually a pitcher in the major leagues named Pat Perry? No, I did not know that. Yeah, somebody in the chat, Google it. I think he pitched, I, I, I'm going to guess, it was, it, it was a team that had red colors. And I want to say it was either the Cardinals or the, the Reds that he played for. Brady. He, was a pitcher. he was a pitcher though i think brady anderson what a drop i love that
0: all right let's uh let's move on before i get i right. will get involved in the i do have thing. an answer
1: to your question very though. quickly all right who who is your other fade in this range well i think there's two that you're kind of leading into a little bit okay because you're saying who who could you possibly fade regardless of ownership a guy that um i don't know i think there's two polarizing players in here one is Xander. The other one is Justin Thomas. Mm. Personally, I have a hard time feeling like I'm gonna be able to go into a bunch of lineups when I'm doing my lineup construction and fade a um fade a less chalky Justin Thomas. Like if, if JT has lower ownership, I'm gonna want to play him. Agree. Now Xander's another thing. I, I feel like I can fade Xander and be okay like i I know xander is a great player xander is a guy that checks a lot of boxes yeah i I get it yeah but i just don't know if i've if if i have a player that i really want that i think can win a gpp down the stretch and not just win this golf tournament but win the gpp you know i think justin thomas is the one over over xander so i guess the answer to the question is may have gotten back xander i think is the, is the answer right is that where i, yeah. I mean
2: for me yeah, xander, I,
1: yeah.
0: for me i agree the the hard part with xander is like running a model he he crushes it like he's number two in in this model that i did um, that i'm working off of currently and i'll adjust it as the week goes on but it is hard like the, the only the only reason it feels decent to fade him is just like the the idea that you don't think he's gonna win um, you don't think he can close the door, which at ninety nine hundred, does he have to? No, he doesn't. He he could totally be in the more optimal lineups on DF on DraftKings. He could be uh in in the top five highest point scores in on DraftKings, and that's what you want. You need DraftKings points. But I, I don't I tend to agree. I tend to agree. So all right, that's the nine K range. We're gonna address some of these players a little bit later on because I wanna talk about i I wanna talk about kind of Building lineups here at the end. I want to talk about like building lineups around certain correlated skill sets. And I think you're gonna have some of that um, with some of these players up here in the 9K range. But let's move on to the AK range, Pat. Now, this could be a treasure trove in the dead zone, right? Because with all the Rahm and Scheffler ownership, with all the Xander Cantley love and the female love it does make it difficult. Like, like we see a lot of times in these elevated events, you, you, you tend to have some really nice value in the 8K range, and nobody in here is likely to get super chalky. There's probably going to be some guys in here more popular than, than others, I would, I would argue. I would, my guess here, my, my ownership guess here in this range is I think Hatton is going to be one of the more popular players. Mm. I I was thinking Day, but then with him being the highest-priced player in here, I don't know that that necessarily happens. It feels like Fitzy could get some love, and I think Tommy Ladd. Those are the three names for me that I think could be the more popular plays. Do you agree? Disagree? What do you think?
1: Well, I have three written down. I have Day. I have Fleetwood. I have Hatton written down. Yeah, I said Hatton. You said, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so those are you the said 3 Day for me. Fleetwood
0: and ha- Okay, so we agree except on Day and possibly Fitz. Yeah. I ju- I just think the 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 price on Day relative to the other guys below him even though he's coming off the win, I know, but I mean, like a win at the Byron Nelson is not And Day's been playing great, don't get me wrong, but a win at the
2: Byron Nelson does not do a lot, you know, for a PGA Championship. Uh but but he has been playing really well. I just feel like
0: like what what is so let's talk about the guy I'm, I'm arguing could be popular. Like what, what, is the large, what is the big difference between Jason Day and Matthew Fitzpatrick? I can save
2: $500 using Fitzpatrick. Uh, I mean, this year I would say consistency, Yeah. For one. Fitzy's irons have, have not been great
0: for most of the year, but they've been solid for the last couple. I mean, Wells
2: Fargo, I guess he broke even. What did he do at Augusta? Let's see. Uh, Fitzpatrick gained,
0: he gained strokes with the, he gained strokes on approach at Augusta. He gained almost a stroke in round one, over two strokes in round two, over a stroke in round three, and basically a neutral round four. He gained almost a stroke around with approach at Augusta. So it looks like
2: Fitzy kind of figured it out around Augusta, kept it rolling into heritage, broke even at Wells Fargo. Yeah, I'm
1: just trying to, uh, you know, you, I didn't know you're gonna want to compare these two so I just did, yeah up, I just did it. I'm looking at them both and trying to figure out what I mean there there are a lot of similarities as far as their games are I would I, you definitely have a big a big difference on Stroke's gained approach between the two yeah um so that's that's certainly going to be one it's not like um, day setting the world on fire with approach though either like he's
0: bad from 200 plus he's bad from 175 to 200 he's not fantastic from 150 to 175
1: yeah, I mean, and then you got, like, not all that much of a difference on driving accuracy, which I, I think is something I want to look at, you know, just typically in a major, that's what you want to see. I mean, bogey avoidance, same thing. Like, I mean, Jason Day's number one in the field. Yeah. Fitzy's fifth. Fifth, yeah. And last, what, 50 or so? Where, what do we, what, last 24? I 24. think that's the last 24. Yeah. So yeah. I get it. I mean, you're making a case for Fitzy to me, I think, yeah, if you want to have a guy that's lower owned over Jason Day, I, I, I get it. Um, if we're strictly going by the stats, I mean, I, I think there's, you know, with Day, it's just, to me, it's just the consistency of his finishes, of his play. I mean, other than what he did at Wells Fargo, where I did think he was kind of struggling when he was on the range there, but then obviously that didn't matter last week. So that's golf. Yeah. There we go.
0: Yeah, I mean, so, oh, by the way, you know what we did? We forgot to do our cash picks in the last So in cash, in the the 8K range, it's Tommy Fleetwood. It's not even close. Like, Tommy Ladd at 8,000 is just too good a value. If you're doing 50-50s or double-ups, he's been too consistent, too consistent, too good for too cheap in cash. I think he's a lock. And then for me, in the 9K range, it was going to be Finau. I mean, I like Finau a lot. Um, so I mean, he's, it makes sense. He's in the nine K cash play for me. Who's your cash play here? In, well, in both ranges.
1: Well, I have uh, I had Fleetwood written down actually in the eight K range, yeah. and I have Fee also okay, in the nine K yeah. range. But I will say, I just I don't want to let this podcast go by for the PGA Championship without mentioning Sung J M in the nine K range because I'm a huge fan of Sung J. I don't think I'll play him in cash. Maybe I will. I was gonna
0: um, I was gonna get to him
1: uh, at, a, at the end segment here, but yeah. I hear Well, you. we can't get to them because we, we already got out of the 9K well, no, range. No, I'm
0: going to bring us back. I'm going to bring us back with the correlated kind of narrative lineup building things. Okay, all right. Um, so, it, so in this 8K range, it, it does appear that, okay, so there's some potential leverage spots. I think the most low-owned guys in this range are going to be the three right there at Sam Burns, Sahith, and Tom Kim. I, I think those guys are going to be the ones that are the most overlooked. I'm not touching Sam Burns or Tom Kim, I'm just not. They that it's not been good. Like Sam Burns' iron play is terrible. Uh, I love him. I mean, I hit him. You know, fifty to one at the match play. The last, I think it was the last bet I hit. But uh, it's just too bad. Like the irons are too bad. I I don't. I'm not. I'm not interested. Uh, and Tom Kim's irons haven't been great either. So I mean, he struggled at the freaking Byron Nelson. He had a good Sunday, but. I just don't think I could do it. Sahith, I could kind of get talked into just with the short game, but I, I think those three are going to be the leverage spots. I don't know that I love any of them. And I think you'll still get an element of ownership leverage just by playing guys in the AK, especially if you have more than one. I don't, I don't think there's going to be a whole lot of lineups with two or three guys in the AK. But, you know, DJ's right there coming off his live event victory after a kind of lackluster live season. I mean. He's, here are his live finishes out of 48 players, 37th, 13th,
2: 7th, 10th, 25th, win. So, okay, 7th, a 10th, and a 1st. Those are his best finishes. Um, who's
0: he beating up on is kind of hard to tell, but, I, you know, DJ is interesting. Obviously, he's got a great record in the Northeast. He's got a great record on hard golf courses from a, a distance standpoint. It suits him well. Um, so we'll, we'll see what he comes in at. I'm more interested in Max Homa in where he comes in, as you know. I'm a Max Homa truther. Even when I want to be off of Max Homa, I eventually find my way back to Max Homa. All a good compass always pour, points north, Pat. You know. Um, oh yeah. Okay. I he checks so many boxes except for the major championship box, right? You know, he's, he he's he's done it on. Tougher venues, he's won on tougher venues, not being majors. He's won in cold northeastern conditions, I think, last year in Delaware, right, um, at the Wells Fargo. I love everything about Homa, and the value, the price tag seems fantastic. I'm very interested to see where where he comes in. He he, he may be one that catches some ownership steam as the week goes on.
1: I think I'm just going to, I'll let you have Homa this week. Really? I'll let you have him.
0: You know, you said that at the ma- – y- you were all on HOMA uh, for the Masters, and I was not on Monday. And then by the time Wednesday came around,
1: I was on him too. And then it just didn't end up working out for either one it of us. It didn't work out at all. Well, you know who I'm on this week that I don't – I feel like it's a, a lot of people aren't going to be on him, and I, uh, I like him, and that's Shane Lowry. I like Shane Lowry a lot this week. I, I feel like – I mean, if you're looking at – Let's just look into Shane Lowry a little bit at stats, okay? I mean, great driver of the golf ball, okay? Very accurate. This is um true. plenty of distance. I mean, he's he's middle of the pack. Great approach player right now. Ball striking's good. Looking at his last 24 rounds, top 30 in the field in both approach and ball striking. You know, he's um now the putting is uh a little sus as the kids say right now, but everything else. I mean, you you look at two things, proximity, 175 to 200 yards, over 200 yards. They're going to have a a decent amount of long irons. He's, he's up there in those two avoids bogeys. I I think Shane Lowry at 8,300 is, is going to be overlooked. When you look at guys down there, like Fleetwood, you look above him at You look at Hatton. And I feel like I'm going to get some ownership leverage with Lowry. And we know he is, He's just one of those guys that in in a, a, a like Honda Classic is a good example. Very hard golf course. You never see a ton of birdies. You just kind of plod your way around the course, make good decisions, and you hang in and you hang in and you're right there at the end. That to me is what Shane Lowry is. He's not going to excite you at all, but on a course like this that I think is going to be difficult, I think probably eight under. Somewhere around in there is going to win. I saw a, a Vegas book posted 10 and a half under today. Okay. All right. So maybe I'm a little under that. But still, I think Shane's a type guy that can win on this golf tournament. And, and uh, you know, just all of a sudden, he's right there. And probably going to be like 8 or 9% owned, I bet. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think he cracks double digits. Yeah. Uh, there's just too many options, right?
0: We're going to get to that in 7K range. All right. There's another guy in this range. That I want to talk about that I think is, is going to continue being somewhat overlooked. And I, I, I don't know. He's got winning upside. Before I do that, I do want to remind everybody, check out our friends at Front 9 Coffee. Now the K-Cups are in stock. So go to Front9Coffee.com. That's Front, the number 9, Coffee.com. Get yourself some good, just golf-loving, coffee-loving, small-business-booming people coffee. Okay? Get it. All right, these people are good folks right here based out of Augusta, Georgia, in our hometown. Love coffee, love golf, love the Tour Junkies listeners. They've been supporting us for now over a year, and we really appreciate them, and it would be great if you folks drink coffee to give them a try. They will ship anywhere in the U.S. You can use promo code TJ10 to get 10% off your entire order, and you can continue to use that promo code. These people are, again, small business just started up a little over a year ago. They're trying to get it off the ground. They just they they want some customers, and it's delicious coffee. So, use the promo code if you like it. Use it again. Buy it as a gift. Whatever, your dad drinks coffee. Father's Day's coming. Get him some. If he loves golf and coffee, get him some. I have my own flavor over there. DB's large bucket of nuts. It's a hazelnut blend. Pat has his, uh, which is the uh, the bump and run. Which is an espresso Milano blend. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful. I'm actually drinking out of your your uh, coffee bag. Uh, right now, because I'm out of mine, so I've I've started drinking no. yours over the last. year. it's delicious. How, are
1: you you're enjoying it?
0: Yeah, it's good. It's different. You have kind of been in a weird mood lately, though.
1: Oh, maybe that's why.
0: Um, but the K cups are out. You can get it. You know, gr- obviously you can get grind. You can get it. You can get it. a uh, whole bean, whatever. So, um, check it out. Frontlinecoffee.com from a code TJ10. The player I want to talk about here in the 8K range is Sadecki. because dude, mm-hmm. you talk about a guy who's. Iron play has been kind of like what we're used to seeing out of Hideki. Obviously, long term, he's always been a tremendous short game player, really good scrambler. Uh, And the putter's been pretty solid of late as well. I think he's lost a little distance, and it may be swing changes. It may be due to some of the, um, you know, maybe it may be due to some of the neck and back issues. Lost a little distance, but he's not short, right? I, I just think Hideki is going to be another major where Hideki gets overlooked. And I, I, don't, I don't know that I want to do that. Like I kind of want to be there on Hideki. His floor feels really high. His ceiling still feels like a win to me. I mean, he finished fourth at the U.S. Open last year. Um, had a decent Masters finish in 16th this year. I, I, I like Hideki.
1: I, you know, I don't mind Hideki. I think if um, if there's going to be a PGA Championship where Hideki does contend, because if you look at the last like five years, he's not really he's not really contending in these. And and I say that because I know they're on different courses, but they do tend to set up PGA Championships for the most part to be a little bit different than like a U.S. Open, you know, a little more scoreable. More scorable. Scorable. <laughs> Good lord. More scorable. And then, uh, that was like I'd eaten a bunch of ice. You know how when you eat a lot of ice and your mouth just goes numb? I don't eat a lot of uh, ice. Are you stressed or do you have an
0: ice I'm an ice eater, man. I'm an ice eater. Well, it's gotta be eat. the right ice. It's gotta be the right kind I of I eat
2: ice like crazy. Like sonic ice or whatever it is? I think I would do that.
1: It, I heard it. If you don't, if you eat a lot of ice, or you like low in iron or something, yeah, I is think there like so. some, yeah, yeah, that's a, that's science. Are you sure? Yeah, pretty, I don't I'm know what, sure. I don't know why I would be low in iron. I don't know, but I mean, I know betas are usually low in iron. They're low in no, shut up, shut up. But Hideki really hasn't performed all that great in PGA championships. But this one, I think, is a little bit different. It's you know the way the course is set up or looks to be set up. I think it could be different. And you know I'm a big Becky
2: fan. Yeah. All right. Um, Let's get to the 7K. Let's talk about the 7K, which is just loaded. I mean,
0: I I literally did it. I did a lineup today with all 7K players. And I looked at it and I was like, that's a damn good lineup. I think you're going to have a lot of ownership is going to be very spread out. I don't know that anyone – I don't know that anyone except – well – I don't know that anyone is going to be super high owned. I don't know that anyone in the seventy nine hundred range cracks fifteen percent.
2: I think if if someone does, it's going to be one of these one of these guys. It's going to be either Keegan, mm-hmm. Fowler, maybe Fowler
0: over Keegan because people like Fowler, like if it's a really public contest, like Fowler's more likable. So maybe it's I'm going to narrow it down. It's going to be Fowler. It's going to be Wyndham Clark, or it's going to be Gary Woodland. That's what I
2: think. I think those are going to be the chalkiest. But I don't know that even even with those guys, it's going to be all that bad. Do you? Yeah, I don't. I don't think it is. Um, I think the two that are probably going to have the most chalk are Clark and Fowler. But I mean, dude, when you're looking at the seven K range, to me. Fowler, Clark, and Gary are just like, as you're
0: scrolling, like when the prices just came out and you're scrolling, it just, it's, they're, they're, those three are thumb stoppable. Like, I just look at them and go, whoa,
1: they're that cheap. You know what I mean? Do you think Gary Woodland is thumb stoppable?
0: At 7,100, yes. Don't you?
2: 7,100, considering how he's playing. And I'm not a Gary guess, Woodland guy. Yeah. You know this. You know I'm not. He irritates the piss out of me. I'm a little concerned at how much you've been liking Gary Woodland lately. Dude. Look at him on slightly. Look at these Look at like tougher courses, right? Like Wells Fargo, which I mean, I know
0: Wyndham Clark made it look easy, mm-hmm. but it's, historically it's kind of a tougher course. 14th. Masters, 14th.
2: Genesis, 9th. Like, th- those are last, last year's U.S. Open, 10th. Like, when you don't have to make
0: all the putts, well, let's keep going last year. Arnold Palmer, Honda, 5th in both of those. When you don't have to make all the putts, I-, I like Gary a heck of a lot more. But his ball striking lately has been incredible. Incredible. Peak iron. He's like, his last 10 to 5, five tournaments are double what his PGA Tour career
2: has been from a stroke-gain approach average standpoint. Like, he is grooving his irons right now. Okay.
1: You disagree? No, I, don't, I mean, I can't disagree. It's right there in front of me. I mean, I can see what, what, what the stats say and everything, but,
2: I mean... I mean, 10%, Gary, I'll st- I'm, 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 I'm still
0: taking it. And I, I' say the same about Clark and Fowler. They, they all just feel like they have tremendously high floors compared to other guys in this
2: range. They're all playing extremely well, and I think they all have winning I mean I, I actually think they all have winning
0: upside. It would be a long shot. Obviously that's why I like Clark and Fowler 80 to one. Gary's over 100 to one for crying out loud. But I, I, I do think it could happen. The PGA is one of those tournaments where
2: the random first-time major or or whatever winner can can get it done that's fowler and clark okay i i just this is where i want to i want to chow down
0: on some chalk is maybe but i don't know how chalky those guys are going to be i don't think they're going to be that chalky because there's so much talent
1: here who else do we like in here see i'm actually opposite well i'm not opposite because i do like clark and i do like fowler but I feel like there's there's some guys in here that we can really we can really differentiate our lineups with. An Adam Scott is at seventy eight hundred. He's been playing very well this year. Very solid. Um Oh, did you see the text we just got? No, I didn't see it. Great. <laughs> How timely. Oh, gone.
0: How timely is that text? Why don't you
1: read it for the people, Pat? All right, so this person says, Rick looked good today boys was out for nine with him playing correctly i'm assuming that means he
2: he knows how to play this golf course Two. i'm going to keep I, i'm going to stay on the fowler the fowler
1: bandwagon yeah I, i'm not saying i'm off of him i'm saying there's there's a lot of people that you could listen to that are going to be talking about the same guys. They're going to be talking about yeah, Wyndham yeah. Clark. They're going to be talking about Ricky Fowler. Yeah. They're going to be talking about whoever else. And here's some ones that I want to talk about that I think are going to be a little bit different. One's Adam Scott. One's Taylor Gooch. People are going to Taylor talk Gooch about Adam a,
0: Scott and Taylor Gooch. You're, I mean, people are definitely going to talk about, I've already seen people talk about those guys on Twitter.
1: Oh, I thought you didn't listen to any shows. I or said on Twitter. Twi- Twitter before we... Dude, we I'm we on Twitter
0: every freaking day, unfortunately.
1: All day, okay. every day. Or maybe you need to be like me and not on it all the time. All right? <laughs> yes, You're working your regular job. Okay. Well, I'm just saying. I think, I think we had Gooch like is- 11, tweets today. Like I have to be on Twitter. All right. Either way, whatever. Fine. Everybody's talking about Taylor Gooch and I'll drop down a little bit to somebody else. I like Taylor Gooch, by the way. I think I'm going to bounce on Adam Scott, but I like Taylor Gooch. Okay. Couple more then. Here's one that I don't think anybody's on, and I can't even really give you a whole lot of explanation for it, but I don't care. Cam Davis, 7,400. Whoa! A little bit of, okay. A little bit of a pivot off of Wyndham, but if yeah. you look at it, driving distance.
2: Yeah, he's got, check that box. He's,
1: he's got the sand saves I like because I think these these bunkers are going to be tough. Strokes gained off the tee. Top 30 in proximity, 200 plus. I like Cam Davis. Here's another one. Emiliano... Griho, i'm just going to keep on with him because the guy continues to play well he's always going to check ball striking boxes he is i mean the guy is just a great ball striker he struggles around the green he struggles putting i get it but i just the way he's been playing lately is is very hard for me to pass up you look at his last three events top 10 at the heritage top you know t5 at, in mexico top 25 at the wells fargo very difficult golf course so i like Grillo right there at 7300 i can't ever say his name pat two times the same way by the way it's always going to be either Grillo or grillo re- like regardless like for the end of time i will always say either one
2: pat think about an old song okay
0: we, God, we, what a time we had in the Discord today, too, by the way, just jamming out to some mm. 90s country in our jukebox uh, room where everybody just kind of got to pick a song. At I mean, I was in there for like four hours today while I was doing research. Um, think about an old song, Pat, that you just love to go back to. Like, what, what's, what's an old song? Like, you just, if you're just like, God, I got I to gotta hear something to get me in my feels, you know, to hit me in the nostalgia button hmm. right, there the, right there in the nostalgia region. What song is it, Pat? What's your go-to go to song that just is always good to come back to?
1: I mean, that's kind of put me on the spot. You have one in mind already. I don't know if I have one like immediately in mind that it's like I like a lot of songs.
0: There's there's a couple that just get me in my feels. I
1: remember riding around with my
0: dad listening to them. Uh Vince Gill is kind of my my mm. guy for that. Like if I want to get in my feels, I listen to some Vince Gill. And it could be you know, uh, it it could be a number of Vince Gill jams, but I I got a Vince Gill in here
2: that I haven't been I haven't gone to in a long time. It's probably been at least a year, but I think I'm I think I'm gonna go there. I think I'm gonna go to seventy six hundred dollar Patrick Reed. Oh, this week. <laughs> wow. Um, P Reed is quietly having a consistent season on lift, last, last five events, 18th, 4th, 3rd, 14th, and 12th. Uh, no one talked at all about like a halfway decent, more than halfway decent, master's finish out of Patrick Reed, where he finished 4th. Um, I just think P. Reed, all the major championship experience you could ask for, Decent PGA
0: championship record, decent U.S. Open record. I mean, he's – if you're looking at like – I mean, the, the U.S. Open is the most com- – the, the PGA is most comparable as of late to a U.S. Open. It's not the same, but it's the most comparable. It's not comparable to Augusta. It's definitely not com- comparable to the Open. So the, the PGA and the U.S. Open get a lot of chatter in terms of being the two majors that are the most alike. He's only missed one cut in nine attempts at a U.S. Open. And there's been plenty of U.S. Opens that are just long as shit. And everybody's been like, oh, how, how can we possibly see Patrick Reed contending? He's only missed two PGA cuts in his career out of nine. Um, I think P. Reed is as motivated as ever. He wants to piss people off. I, I, I think I'm going back to him. That may be one of my pivots off of uh, Lyndon Clark, you mentioned what Cam
1: Davis or somebody? Yeah, I mentioned Cam because he's right there at uh, right. You know, a little cheaper at seventy four hundred. But I I, look, you made a good case for Patrick Reed. All right. Um, Now, did I think you were going to sing a song about Patrick Reed, like in the voice of Vince Gill? Yeah, dude, nobody could do Vince Gill. I mean, I no one. You've heard me sing
2: songs, baby. I still believe
0: you
1: yeah. read baby okay P. Reed. At, least you try. at least you try nobody
0: can do vince gill dude i mean nobody god dang i mean the guy's amazing um another
2: one that i like in here that we haven't mentioned yet is justin rose dude no. how good is huh ah you don't like justin rose not really what no. We can't like everybody. No, dude, I we knew can't. you would like. Yeah, in
0: the 7K range, I feel like you can. There are so many good values in the 7K. I'm like full of, that's why I'm saying nobody's going to be damn chalky in the 7K range because everyone is good. Everyone is like, feels like a great value to me. I love the 7K range. I literally made a lineup today with only 7K
1: players. I, I haven't even mentioned Siwoo. We haven't even gotten to Siwoo yet, which I don't, I don't know. I mean, uh, you just you can't talk about Wu every single week. You talked about him last week. Yeah, and I was he almost won.
0: I know. I know, thanks to me. Because I, I got back on him on Wednesday night in the night. Oh, so
1: you get all in credit the for chat. C. Wu.
0: Yeah, if it's C. Wu, yes, we all know it involves me. Okay. All right. Let's move on to the 6K draft. Uh, before we do, i got to show the people, there is a, there's an overlay situation brewing. In the Albatross, it is back on Underdog. Uh, listen, if you missed out on the Albatross, which is the majors – best ball draft situation. I'm look, you're looking at it now if you're watching on YouTube. If you missed out on it, it's back. And now you can just do a draft for the next three majors. It's beautiful. Look at this. $10 an entry, Okay, 150 max entries. Right now, it's only 35.8% full. There will be some overlay here. And you can select either a 30-second per pick or a one-hour per pick. I recommend the 30-second. I've done one of these drafts live on our YouTube channel before. It took 13 minutes to draft the entire team. So uh, get in there, okay? And then once you draft your team, you're done. That's it. It's over. Only 11% rake, which is better than most sites. $50,000 to first place, uh, and they're going to pay out all the way down to 4,680th place out of a max 28,000 entries, which they are not looking to get there. So this covers you if you do the draft. For the PGA, the U.S. Open, and the Open Championship. The Albatross is back on Underdog. Don't forget to check that out. Speaking of Siwoo, listen, I got to mention it. Look, we have a partner special with Underdog. A Siwoo, a Siwoo play is going to drop at 3 p.m. on May 17th on Underdog at a half a stroke in his round one. So you're obviously going to select higher. Okay. So then when he hits his T shot, guess what? You just hit that leg of whatever play you put together on Underdog, if you can do the pick-em situation. So all you have to do to get the Siwoo uh, play to show up at 3 p.m. on the 17th is you have to have signed up for Underdog using our code. The code is in the description of the video or the podcast you have to use, uh, or the link, I'm sorry, the link is in the description, and then the code is Junkies. Junkies is the code, and the link is in the description. If you have used that code and link in the past or you do from now until May 17th at noon, then on May 17th at 3 p.m., it will show up for you and you get a free leg. So underdog out there, giving the people what they want. And also, you still get the 100% deposit match if you're a new sign-up. 100% deposit, deposit match up to $100. Project. Deposit match up to $100 if you use our link and the code junkie. So get in there. Get involved in the Albatross. Take advantage of the overlay. Draft a good team for the next three majors. Fantastic. And, uh, and yeah, get in there on that see-woo play. All right, let's get to the 6K range, shall we? Just going to do our, our draft. You want to do our draft? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do the draft, and then I want to come back with one other uh, kind of exercise here with a couple of lineup construction situations. All right, 6K draft.
1: I will let you start, Pat. You go ahead okay you're gonna let me start all mm-hmm. right um oh man i will say i am um i had a trouble when i was looking at this this early on but i am gonna start with mm, i don't want to steal them from you no you can I'll... take them I'm, i might surprise you here in the 6k range you know a guy that i think is i like on difficult golf courses is sep straka i'm gonna go sep straka
0: <sighs> i don't like straka i tried
1: Sepp, what is Sepp's deal? I don't know. I tried with Sepp. He's random as hell, which is more reason to play him this week.
0: I couldn't get there. Dude, all right. The last pick that I'm going to give you in the 6K range, so it's
2: not this pick, but the last pick I'm going to give you, boy. You're going to like it. Uh, My pick, in the last 24 rounds,
0: he's in the 6K range, okay? Last 24 rounds, 51st on strokes gained approach. Look at this. 11th in fairways gained and 38th in driving distance. You talk about a guy who is an incredibly good total driver of the golf ball. Last 100 rounds, so big sample size, par 4 scoring, 450 to 500. There's a lot of those on this golf course. He is 6th in the field. Strokes gained ball striking on difficult courses, 28th in this field. So he sucks around the green and can't putt. Hayden Buckley. At 6,600, I think has some really nice upside here. I think he's kind of the poor. We didn't talk about this guy. I think Hayden Buckley could be the poor man's Taylor Moore this week. I think we both Hmm. like Taylor Moore a little bit in the 7K range, but I like Buckley. I think Buckley has some upside. That driver's a weapon for him.
1: Yeah. Um, All right. Well, you know, DB, I'm going to go with a live guy here in in HV3. I like Harold Varno this week. You know, last week in, in Tulsa, had a great final round on Sunday. Did finish T29th at the Masters. So I'm going to go a little HV3 here. I think that was his best Masters finish. He's
0: definitely been trending. He's gone from, yeah. I mean, literally, he's gone. He's, this is his live season starting with the first event 28th at Mycoba, then 27th, 19th, 17th, 9th, and 4th. So 9th in South Korea just a couple weeks ago, 4th last week in Oklahoma. Uh, and, yeah, like you mentioned, the Masters there, too, right before Australia, I think. So, HV's been playing a little bit better, ho- hopefully. Um, I mean, I
2: love HV, so hopefully he plays well. Um, I mean, how do we not go Eric Cole, who's been added to the field, I believe?
0: I don't think he's – he may not even be in – yeah, I don't think he's in – I don't think he's in um, Fantasy National, but I saw he got added. I was going to say, does he
2: count? He got added at 6,800. Um, so, I think that is a hell of a deal for Eric Cole. I mean, as, okay. good, as, as good as he's been playing. I'm going to try to like make sure he's in the field, but uh, let's see. Um,
0: and, of course, there's no good. Yeah, I mean, it looks like he's in the field. DraftKings added him. I could be wrong, but DraftKings added him today because I was scrolling through and I saw his name. I was like, Eric Cole,
1: 6,800? Yeah, I think I'll do that. And that guy's played some hard courses
0: very well this
1: year. Okay. Um, All right, well, then I got to go with a guy that has played fantastic almost all season long, especially lately. He will certainly check a ton of boxes, has a ton of experience in majors, 6,900 Matt Coocher. And I know that's not going to excite you, really. Like, you feel like there's not, like, a ton of upside. Mm-hmm. But there's make-cut upside, and that's what we're looking here, looking for here in the, the 6K range. So I like Kucher.
0: I can confirm Eric Cole is in. Eric Cole got in. Rob Bolton tweeted about it uh, nine hours ago. He's in. I like Eric Cole a lot. All right, so you said Kucher.
2: Kucher's long irons suck, yeah. and that scares me a little bit.
1: Yeah, Andy, did you see that bug? No. Maybe that's Cooch saying, <laughs> don't take me.
2: All right, my last pick in the 6K range,
0: dude. I'm telling you. Now, listen, there's some really good players in the 6K. We could go, you know, we're kind of being irresponsible here. Because, like, we, Hoagie is obviously a lock in the 6 K. Like, I don't know if that's a lock. He checks so many boxes in the 6K. Like, Hoagie is a lock. There, there's some good players in the 6K range. I am going to give you a probably 1%
2: to 2% 6K play. Right? I'd be shocked if he gets to 2% here. Okay. However, he's a, let's, when you think you have it, why don't you shout out the guess, Pat? Okay? okay. First hint, he is a full-time DP World Tour player. Second hint, he's played in many majors. Third hint, he's 84th in the official World Golf Ranking. He's played in seven events in 2023. Seven. All on the DP World Tour. Here are his finishes
0: in those seven. I will start with the first event that he played in
2: 2023. 20th, 16th, 4th, a win, 6th, 40th, and 3rd just last week, just
1: yesterday at the Sadal Open. Again, 20th. You, what, was, what was the first thing? He's played a lot of majors. Is that what you he's said? Played a, the first thing I said was he's
0: a full-time DP World Tour player. The second thing I said is he has actually played in a handful of majors, more than you would suspect for someone who's 6K, full-time DP World Tour. Jordan Smith. No, but I do like Jordan Smith.
2: Seven events in
0: 2023. 20th, 16th, 4th, win, 6th, 40th, 3rd last week. I'm talking about the man... Who ain't afraid to whip his wiener out on an
1: airplane? listen, I knew it. I was about to say Thor Bjorn. Dude,
0: Thor Bjorn is striping it right now. I looked at his DP World statistics. He is number one in on the DP World Tour in strokes gained total this season. He's 18th in strokes gained off the tee. And I will say this: it's not distance that's getting him there. He's he's pretty much like a 298. 299 driver of the ball so he's he's a little bit better than average but he's stupid accurate he's 24th in strokes gained putting and he's sixth in strokes gained approach on the dp world tour Thorbjorn. bjorn now let's talk about his major championship experience i mean it's not obviously it's not tremendous but right he's no. played in this is his this will be his eighth pga championship he's only missed one cut in eight PGA championships. His best finish was a 27th. He had a 30th. So, you know, not, not tremendous. He's played in four U.S. Opens. Never made a cut. He's played in three Masters. Finished sixth, 44th, 21st. He's played in like two, four, six, eight. Played in eight Open championships with a ninth place finish, a 12th place a few years ago. Like, he's got plenty of major championship experience. And he is playing exceptionally well coming
2: out of whatever he had to do after pulling it out on an airplane thorbjorn baby yeah i don't mind a piss bear all right that's the 6k range before we go pat just thinking about a couple things like
0: you know let's say let's say we you know we're looking at the weather right here we didn't talk about the weather very much we're not going to it looks like thursday could be a the easiest day to score but it's going to be cold it's going to be chilly the high on thursday is 61 uh friday it's going to get a little warmer high 68 but the wind is coming like 30 mile, we're talking, we're looking at 30 mile an hour winds right now, high 30 mile an hour gusts right now on Friday. On Saturday, the cold air is staying. The high is 55. The morning tee times are going to go off at 40 degrees. Sunday, the high is 64. The wind's coming back. So it's kind of a, as of Monday night, it's kind of a Jekyll and Hyde weather situation. So I want to talk about the grinders, right? Like, so let's say you want to make a lineup full of grinders. You know, so correlated lineup here, starting up top. Here are the guys. I mean, I really only find you can tell me if you think I'm wrong. I'd love your opinion here. In the 9K and above range, I think there's really two like real, real, real gritty grinders. I think it's Jordan Spieth, who has a wrist issue, who,
2: who I trust to grind, grind around, right? Mm-hmm. I think it's Speeth. I actually think it's John Romp. I mean, you could say Cam Smith, although Cam Smith. I don't know. Why
1: do you say John Rahm, though?
0: I mean, dude, John Rom is, is a. He's, he, he's so overpowering, but I, I think he's actually a good grinder. I think he plays well in the shit. And he just plays you well think if
1: things aren't going well for John Rahm, that it, it, he's just going to be like This isn't John Rom of 5 years ago. Like he's doing he's cartwheels around the course no, and nobody's dancing around like he's he's in fairy well, no, land. No, but
0: like Jordan Speets a grinder, he'll be bitching about everything. It'd be, you know. I'm just saying like a guy who's going to like put his head down, you know, get up and down, not not get rattled. I don't think John'll get rattled anymore. I don't know. Like what do you think then? I'm just looking at guys in the nine. I think Finau could get there. Like, Finau's kind of got that very level affect. He's got a really good short game. I mean, short game matters a lot to me in I this actually situation. feel like Victor's a little bit of a grinder. Hell no. You, to, yes, he is. you gotta got to be able to get up and down.
1: He doesn't matter. Like, he could be. What? you got to be able to get up and down, dude. The, you gotta, the devil you gotta- could be raining down on the earth of goth and making every single shot he hits what? go left or the right. The devil
0: could be raining down on the earth and, and of golf. Mr
1: Victor Hovland is still going to smile. Still going to be smiling, enjoying his day.
2: The devil could be raining down on the earth of golf. That's what you said. Is that what you said? <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, but to me, a grinder has to be able to get up and down.
1: Has to. Like, Victor ain't okay. that. That ain't Victor. There's other parts to the golf game when things are bad. Like, you got to be able to hit I agree. good iron shots I agree. into the greens. But yeah, of course. You got to be able to hit good drives with, with the, the earth and the heavens coming down upon you.
2: Okay, this is getting interesting. All right, uh, name me
0: the grinders in the 8K range. So if you're building a lineup, mm. who are the grinders in the 8K range to you? I think there's a bunch of them in the, or there's a handful of them in the eight K range.
1: All right, well here here's a few I think. Um, I will start with Max Homa. I do think Max Homa is a grinder because he, I think he's, I get down with that, the type guy that loves golf in general, and never seems to get like two up or two down. Yep. So I think I think he's one of them. I I think Shane Lowry is a grinder. I agree. Absolutely. I love Shane. Got him written down. Um. And you're, you asked me this, and you have things written down. I know, I know. I didn't even know about this until two seconds ago. I know. Um, so I would say those two right off the bat.
0: I think Tommy Ladd. And I think, I, in, in some ways, I think Hatton is kind of a grinder. But I, I, I think Tommy Ladd, I had Tommy Ladd, Shane Lowry, um,
2: Fitzy. Although, you know, lately he's not been great. I think there's a handful of them that you can make an argument with Tommy Ladd Lowry
0: Fitz, Hatton Homa. There might be an argument for Sahith too, being a grinder just because of the greasy little short game. I just, to me, that's the prerequisite. Like if conditions start sucking, you have to be able to get your ball up and down to make par or save a bogey or whatever that is, figure it out, find a way. And a lot of times that ends up being with your short game. If, if everybody's, not hitting greens and regulation. If everybody's dealing with the cold weather and soft conditions and wind, then then it it, it does become a scrambling sort of contest.
2: Like that's that's what I see. So, okay. all right, seven k range. Who all do right. you see? Um, Just name one or two.
1: Let me let me give you two here. I, I would um, say I would say Rose. I can, I can agree with you there on Rose, even though I'm not as wasn't, big of a fan. Wasn't Marion kind of a grind for him back in the day? It was. Definitely
0: think. think Reed. P. Reed. Yeah, Reed's a grinder. My Vince Gill
1: of the week. Of the I hate to say that, but he Reed is. is a grinder. Yeah, he'll embrace um, it. He will embrace that. You remember when Billy Horschel wore his hat backwards yes. and I made fun of him? Yes. Does that mean he's a grinder or he's not a no, grinder? No, that means he was triggered by it. He, he, was he was, he was, he was mad at the rain. It's literally just literally mad at the rain. <laughs> um Man, now I'm like looking at the people that I don't think are grinders. Like I don't know if C Wu's a grinder. I uh, see
0: the thing about Si is like he checks the around the green box because he's so good around the green,
1: but I don't consider him a grinder because he just gets so pissed. You know who I think could grind is Russell Henley. Russell Henley seems like low key. Nobody's talking about him at all. Always like seems to like love to play difficult, hard majors. I mean, from the very start of his career, like literally, he came onto the stage at a U.S. Open. I can't remember which one it was, and he was like leading or up there. And it's because it was just a difficult course, and nobody really knew who he was at the time. I think Russell Henley
2: is a grinder. I got. I got two in the 6K I want to give you. And there's probably more, but I got two I want to, I want to stand out and look at. Did you know who I'm kind of looking at a little bit? Podrick Harrington at 6,700. Oh, goodness. Did you know that Podrick
0: Harrington leads the senior tour, the Champions Tour, in driving distance, averaging
2: over 300 yards off the tee? He's like top 20 in greens and reg, top 20 in scrambling. Finished
0: T4. T4 at the 2021 PJ Championship. Last year, sorry, I'm sorry, this year finished 10th at Valero,
2: 53rd at API and 60th at Honda. He's 6700 bucks. I think he's kind of a grinder if it's going to be gnarly.
0: And then a guy that is dumb as a box of hair, so just may be able to get through the conditions without even thinking about it. But won won the RSM Classic in probably the coldest golf weather I have ever been a part of in my life. It was you you were there. It was the coldest, windiest, most biting cold I've ever been a part of. And Adam yeah. Svensson won the RSM and he's 6,600 bucks. And he is the smartest man alive, smartest person I've ever yeah. seen. So credit to him for that. Um, yeah. I guess the next thing I was going to, the next kind of narrative lineup I was going to look at, and we can, we don't have to do this. We can go through it quickly. was just kind of, if you want to be contrarian and you want to say like, hey, I think everybody's talking about distance. Everybody's talking about length. What if I want to go the accuracy, like just deadly accurate, Kind of, kind of, kind of way, and I want to build a couple of correlated lineups built around your most accurate players in the top tier. You know, you want to go through that quickly. Like, who up top do you think checks that box? I think you mentioned jay earlier. accurate it, and we, So we're going driving accuracy and. Yeah, I mean, I think primarily just, you're going driving accuracy because because I okay. mean a lot of the comparisons so far from Oak Hill, like what our caddy friend that I shared the screenshot with from the text conversation like Justin Thomas today in the press conference, are saying wing foot, very similar to wing foot, where Bryson just bludgeoned, the, it just hit driver everywhere, regardless of being in the rough, to have shorter irons in. So that is a popular thing right now. If that happens to not be the case, and what does truly matter is being in the fairway, and you want to build a handful of lineups around that idea that are all correlated, if that happens, who were some of those guys in the 9K range, as we worked down, that, that you, would, you would put in that category? And Sung Jae was, to me, the number one guy in that range. And you said you didn't want to leave the show without talking about him. I think Sung Jae checks that box, and, and he checks all the other boxes, too.
1: Yeah, no, I agree there. Um, well, how about this? Russell Henley, who I just said. Russell Henley is number yep, one. Yep, I have Henley in there, yep, in the 7K um, range. And how about this? We haven't even talked about Abraham Answer. Well, I, I don't like Abe banter. That's why we haven't. I don't. I don't. Okay, I'm just saying. Yeah, okay. If you want a guy that's very accurate. Well, a
0: couple of studs, I think, that the, the accuracy that they have goes a little overlooked. Like Homa, who you mentioned earlier, is more accurate off the tee than a lot of people would imagine. Like, he's, he's a really good total driver. He's not as accurate as Sungjay, but he does not spray it off the tee like a madman. Same thing with Cantlay up top. I think those are a couple of like really high end names. Shane Lowry's another one, pretty accurate off the tee. Uh, Justin Rose, who we talked about. I I had Henley written down. I had Grillo written down. Who you talked about? Um, I think in this lower seven k Bez, C Wu, like those kind of guys all hit it, you know, a little bit
2: longer than average and straighter than most. Grillo, I, I said Grillo how you doing yeah you aren't listening I said Grillo who you mentioned yes Hoagie I keep I mean Hoagie
0: Hoagie is very Hoagie's like kind of in that Woodland Clark Fowler bucket where he's just
1: mispriced he
0: should be more expensive than that
1: Woodland's actually just a little more accurate than I would have thought relative to the field yeah
0: um dude Hoagie's price is insane like I would take Hoagie over Hadwin, Herbert, Taylor, Phil shh Seamus, although I kind of like Seamus. I take him over Kirk, I'd take him over Amito's popping a lot, but I'd probably put him I'd take him over Spawn, Kitty, Riley. I wouldn't take him over Woodland. I'd take him over Mitchell,
2: Webb. I mean, like Hoagie is very mispriced to me at sixty nine hundred. Yeah. I, I just Well, you know I like
1: Hoagie in general. I always have. Um Yeah. A little inconsistent lately, which is unusual for him okay all right i, I think we're it, done
2: man. are we done i am i think we're done that's the dfs show pj championship 2023
0: thank you guys for for watching thanks for uh listening if you're listening subscribe to the podcast go ahead and hit the subscribe button we'll do this every single week we've got an elevated event next week check out the youtube channel this week we're dropping some uh sleepers video gonna have an interview for you up later in the week Doing a giveaway on Instagram later on at tour underscore junkie. So check out the giveaway there. Uh, We got a ton, ton of free content up on tourjunkies.com. The blog page is there. We would love to see you in the Discord. Get in the Nut Hut, get involved. It is a great time, great community. Uh, Tons of people winning a bunch of money in the props market, head to head market, finish positions, uh, DraftKings, all all the markets. We're we're having success in the Discord. You don't want to miss it. Dude, damn. uh, Joe Idoni Joe with his exclusive head to head and finish position bets, up 15 units on the season, doing, a, doing the Lord's work there yeah. in the Nut Hut. So uh, get in there and get involved. All right. Appreciate it. May your screens
2: be green. Okay. You can't play them all. Okay. No, you can't. You can't play them all. Plant your flag, live with your decisions, think about leverage, and have a great week. See you.